Welcome back to Season 11 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results using what I saw as the missing link since we weren't taught this when we were growing up in school, the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning, and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would back up how our brain learns best. Welcome back to part six of our review of Wallace D. Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich. In this classic book on thinking, this book describes how each of us shapes the events around us, creating much of the positive riches on our own personal and professional lives. Rhonda Byrne, the creator of the movie The Secret, said she stumbled across the science of getting rich and has never been the same. And this was one of the first seminars I sold when I worked with Bob Proctor back in the late 1990s. And he mentioned to me in our interview on episode 66 that his business took off after Rhonda Byrne's The Secret took off. There is true magic within the words written in these pages. And like all the books we dive deep into, it's the application of what we read here that has the potential to change our life forever. Now, if you enjoyed our deep dive into Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book or the four-part series of the Silva Mind Control Method that I'm going to revisit after this study is complete, the concepts we'll cover in this review go hand-in-hand with those deep dives. I'm currently studying Hill's Think and Grow Rich book with Paul Martinelli, who teaches this book like no one else, and I'm constantly reminded of how important our ability to think really is. Napoleon Hill titled his book in four simple words. He picked think and grow as the first three, and we covered in this series the power of our thoughts. Now we're learning through the words of Wallace D. Waddles that once we know how to think and grow, we can next add the rich part, and he shows us that there's a science to this. And I'll always add that it's not just rich financially, but we grow rich in our knowledge, rich in our potential, and we need money to keep learning and growing, so yes, rich financially. Which brings us to chapter six, how riches come to you. My goal for the end of this review, after our next episode, is to show that without a shadow of a doubt, we all have the ability to think and grow rich and that there's a science to doing this. If we can do the hard work involved using persistence, like when we read chapters 4, 14, and 7 for 90 days, we'll sharpen our ability to think, we'll make connections and grow from what we've learned, and then once we apply what we've learned, we'll see that failure is not possible. We just need to keep thinking and growing and then acting in this certain way. Chapter 6 opens up with Waddles urging us to give people more in use value 
than cash value of the things you take from them. He explains that the paper, ink, and other material in this book that we're reading may not be worth the money you pay for it. But if the ideas suggested by it bring you thousands of dollars, you've not been wronged by those who've sold it to you. They've given you great use value for small cash value, especially if the ideas in this book bring you thousands of dollars. So while acting in this certain way that Waddles describes, now add that you must give others more in use value than you would take from them in cash value. And in doing so, you're adding to the life of this world. And this is why I give my best work away for free on this podcast. I'm putting this chapter into practice by giving more in use value than I expect back in cash value. And this is the value behind volunteering our time. Give more in use value to others than we expect back in cash value. This is the part of the book now that dates it back to the early 1900s. He says next that if you want a sewing machine, he would suggest that before you impress the thought of a sewing machine in the thinking substance, that you first make sure the image of the machine is clearly formed in your mind. And this to me is where the book aligns directly with what we learn from Think and Grow Rich as well as the Silva method. After you form the thought, you must have the most and unquestioning faith that the sewing machine is coming. And this is important. How many times have you heard someone going for something they really want, like a sewing machine in Waddle's time or something else in our time, like a new job or something? And they speak about it, showing they aren't confident in their attainment of whatever it is they're going for. Waddle says, never think or speak of what you want without feeling confident that it will arrive. It will be brought to you by the power of the supreme intelligence, who insists that we must not forget for a moment that the thinking substance is everything, and that you can have everything you want as long as it's for you to use it for the advancement of your life and the lives of others. Next in this chapter, Waddles talks about a boy who said while sitting at a piano, I can feel the music in me, but I can't make my hands go right. He's explaining the boy's desire, seeking expression with and through him. The boy knows and feels what he's meant to do, but it's going to take practice and the right mindset, thinking in this certain way to develop this talent in him that could by all means lead him to riches if he works diligently at this skill. And we asked this question at the end of our last episode, 319, and part five of this review. What is your desire that's seeking expression with and through you? This desire in you is the urge of the original substance containing all the possibilities of life. And I'm not going to skip this part or leave it out. And I'll say that this is Waddles telling us that it is God who seeks expression with and through us. So it's truly impossible to fail when you feel this desire within you. But it's up to each one of us to fully develop these God-given talents and abilities that are within us. So it's in Chapter 6 that in the seminar industry, while studying this book, Bob Proctor would always teach us the importance of having income from multiple sources to create wealth. 
He would say it's not just another job, but adding another income stream to what you've already got with these specific talents. And working in this industry, I met people from all walks of life, and they all understood this principle. I talked about what a paradigm shift this concept was for me when I started to see different ways I could earn money that were outside of working a job that runs nine to five hours on episode 67. So putting chapter six into practice, listen to the desire that's seeking expression with and through you and think, how can you create something that can give others more use value than you're taking from them in cash value? Always think of how we can serve others with our abilities. And if you want to build income outside of what you do full time, Russell Brunson, the co-founder and owner of ClickFunnels, is a master at teaching this value ladder that's based on offering people products from high use value and low cost to bring them into your funnel and then offer them more cost as they progress along the way. See if any of the ideas I've written below are of interest to you to create multiple sources of income over time and see if you can add your own. Idea one, writing a book. This is one way to create another source of income, but anyone who's written a book will tell you that the book itself won't make you a lot of money unless you sell thousands of copies. A book can lead you to earn income from other sources like speaking engagements or workshops or courses where you share your knowledge with others and people would gratefully give you their money to learn more. Looking at Brunson's value ladder, You can give away a free book or offer it for a low price. Sometimes you notice that authors give books for free, but you just need to pay for shipping. This is a common strategy that can lead you into the author's funnel where they'll upsell you into other programs and services. Another source of income could be online courses. When I first started putting some of my old courses online, I was amazed when I would receive money into my bank account from people who purchased these courses from around the world. The more people want to learn what you're teaching, the more they'll purchase the courses that you've created. Another source of income could be mastermind groups. You can now take people who come your way from your training and offer specialized training for smaller groups. The more people are interested in learning what you know, they'll be happy to pay to be trained by you in smaller groups. Another income source could be to monetize YouTube and other social media sources. As more and more people want to learn from you, you'll have more followers on social media. So for on YouTube, once you've hit a thousand followers, you can begin to earn money for ads that show up during your videos. Now to earn a lot of money this way, you do need to have a lot, meaning thousands of views of your videos. And this one took me some time to build, but since building this one since 2019, I now receive ad funds directly to my business bank account, allowing me to put those funds towards research and development. And I put a link in the show notes so you can see the progression of our interviews since 2019. Another idea is to monetize a podcast. And I did try this once, but I stopped because it's really important for me that I'm giving the best content I have for free on this podcast. 
In the future, I'll consider putting ads that make sense to my brand, but for now, I'm not using this option. What about you? What would be some other ideas from multiple sources of income that would work and make sense for the work that you do? These ideas show that when you provide value or something that's greater in use value for someone than what they pay for it, that it can build you towards significant income over time. And I'm sure there are many other ideas that you can come up with. Take out a piece of paper and draw a circle in the middle and put MSI for multiple sources of income and brainstorm how many ideas you can come up with. Off the top of my head, I can think of many others. One of my friends was actually in the movie The Christmas Story, and every year she receives a royalty check for appearing in that movie with a speaking role. So think of what other ideas you can think of Find your MSIs and then get to work on them. Then think and grow and rich comes with the work. Which takes us into chapter eight, thinking in the certain way. And Waddles opens up this next chapter by telling us to go back to chapter six and reread the story of the man who formed the mental image of his house. And this is the initial step, he says, towards getting rich. He affirms You must have a clear and definite mental picture of what you want. You cannot transmit an idea unless you have it yourself, which is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book in action and the whole concept behind the Silva method. Now, before this month ends, I'll be covering a review of the top 10 episodes of 2023 that had the Silva method in the top four spots just blowing my mind when I saw the numbers of how many people around the world were interested in learning the Silva method. Now, I've not yet covered a review of the Silva Ultramind system that's a step beyond what we covered in this four-part series, but I have to mention that there are parts of this program that will definitely expand your thinking, specifically with your ability to create images on your mental screen. No one covers this program like Vishen Lakiani from Mind Valley. It's here in this program that I learned how to build my mental screen on day three, solve problems on this screen on day four, and day five, I learned to walk through my home and anywhere else I'd love to see through a unique process that projects my mind wherever I'd like to go. So putting chapter eight into practice, first reread chapter six. Do what Waddle says and go back and reread the story of the person in chapter 6 who formed the mental image of building a house in his mind before he moved towards what he wanted. Second, if you want to, look at the Silva Ultramind system. Look through the 30-day curriculum and see if you'd like to experience it. I'm not at all affiliated with Mind Valley, but after my friend Hans Ajay told me about this program and how it would change me forever, I've got to agree. There's nothing out there that I've seen so far that teaches Jose Silva's method better than this program. And then practice it. Pick a time of day that you'll use to build your mental images on the screen of your mind. Whether you use the Silva method or just plain old visualization, Practicing this skill will help you to think and grow. Then it's up to you to apply what you're learning to grow rich in potential and rich financially with your skills and talents. This is a program you can study and learn for many years to come. 
bringing us to chapter 9, how to use the will, and chapter 10, further use of the will. I thought it was interesting that Waddles picked the use of the will for chapters 9 and again in chapter 10 with further uses of the will. This shows me he recognized that we can work hard visualizing what we want and take action with our goals, thinking and acting, but if we don't know how to execute with the proper use of our will, we'll struggle doing things in this certain way that he suggests. The will is one of our higher faculties that we covered on episode 294, Beyond Our Five Senses, using the six faculties of our mind, and the will gives us the ability to concentrate. When reviewing the will on this episode, I mentioned that meditation was one way to strengthen this faculty, along with an exercise staring at a candle flame until you and the candle become one. Waddles takes the use of the will a step further, saying it's as wrong to coerce people by mental powers as it is by physical power. So you must only use your will for yourself and not to will others to do things for you. You must use your will to keep yourself thinking and acting in a certain way. Use your mind to form a mental image of what you want and hold this vision with faith and purpose. Use your will to keep your mind working the right way. Also, use your will to prevent yourself from thinking thoughts of doubt and disbelief, as doubt and disbelief is as certain to start a movement away from you as faith and purpose are to start one towards you. Now, there's definitely some parts of this book written in 1910 that you might disagree with, along with me, especially when it comes to not talking about poverty or disease. For those who are heavily involved in charitable organizations, I do believe that we can all support organizations like this instead of doing what Waddle suggests, and that's to not think about them at all, or with our health. I believe that studying and learning about health has helped me to become healthier. So some parts of this book I just don't agree with, but we can also see what Waddles was intending when he was writing this book. In chapter 10, The Further Use of the Will, Waddles expands on more uses of the will to help us to make the most of ourselves, which is my goal with this podcast. He ends chapter 10 by reading the syllabus in the book again. He says, Remember, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which, in its original state, penetrates, permeates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imaged by the thought. You can form things in your thought and by impressing your thought upon the formless substance can cause the thing you think about to be created. In order to do this, a person must pass from the competitive to the creative mind. They must form a clear mental picture in their thoughts with the fixed purpose to get what they want and the unwavering faith that they will get what they want, closing their mind to all that may tend to dim their vision or quench their faith. We now see that we must live and act in this certain way. So to review and conclude part six of our review of Wallace D. Waddles, The Science of Getting Rich, we covered chapter six, How Riches Come to You, 
where we learn to listen to the desire that's seeking expression with and through you and think, how can you create something that gives others more use value than you're taking from them in cash value? We brainstormed ideas for creating multiple sources of income in our life so that money can begin to come our way even when we're sleeping at night. We learn to think and grow first, preparing ourselves to be rich in potential and rich financially second. Chapter 8, Thinking in this Certain Way. Remembering that you must have a clear and definite mental picture of what you want. You cannot transmit an idea unless you have it yourself. And we talked about different programs we can use to further develop whatever it is that we imagine on the mental screens of our minds, whether it's the Silva Ultramind course or by going back and reading chapter six on the importance of building the image of what we want on the screen of our mind first. Then chapter nine, how to use the will and chapter 10, further uses of the will. Finally, we looked at the importance of developing the higher faculty of our will to prevent us from focusing on our doubts and fears while keeping us focused on improving ourselves for the better. I hope that by diving into the 17 chapters of Wallace D. Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich, you, like me, are making connections with how we can do things in this certain way, building faith in the fact that nothing is impossible when we follow the principles that are outlined in this classic book on thinking. I'll see you next with the final chapters of this book and the conclusion of our deep dive into Wallace D. Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 